The following episode has some content that is darker than usual, and may be difficult for some audience members. As always, the show notes have content warnings and associated timestamps. Please check them out at your own discretion. Thank you. Hello and welcome back to Roads Uncharted, a podcast for nerds by nerds. So let's see, where we last left our party... They had just attended a party at the palace of Sultan Akbar, a monarch of the kingdom of Dreada down in the southwest of Balkora. They discovered that Priya actually is the niece of the Sultan. Also, there is a quest that they've been given to go into the woods to the west of the city of Duskalo and talk to some witch and try to get something in exchange for a talking sword? I don't know. A lot happened last session. Guess you'll have to go and listen to it and find out all the nitty-gritty. But where we're going to pick up, it is the morning after the party. Trix, Eight, and Roe have awoken from their room. Yes, room, because Priya was so nice to only pay for one. Uh, <laughs> room at the Gilded Rose. Row tricks and eight. How does this morning find you after last night's festivities? Oh, fantastic. Nothing was poisoned. Excellent. So glad that we are still here. I'm in pretty good spirits myself. One of the things that is going on right now is I have the sword laid out on the bed. I'm just staring at it. I have an idea about the sword. Okay, row. Mm hmm. So this is going to sound a little bit wild, but may I please touch the sword? Oh, yeah, sure. I'm not like the arbiter of the sword. You you can just, you know, you don't have to ask. I am going to put one hand on the sword and one hand on the gem, on the necklace, and say, Hey, Eraluk, can you hear the the sword? And I'll say to the sword, Hey, sword, can you hear Eraluk? I'm trying to get them to talk to each other. So where exactly are you holding the sword? I'm touching like the the hilt. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and I'm holding the uh, the gem, which is still around my neck. So I'm just I don't know. This trying to organize a group call between like sentient objects is extremely difficult. I hold up a finger and I say, uh, "Friend Trix, if I recall correctly, the sword was named Garrick." Oh, Garrick. All oh, right. Okay. Sorry. I'm sorry, Garrick. Sorry. So there's a pause. Garrick. Garrick, meet Eraluk. Eraluk, meet Garrick. I'm Trix. And I am eight. You hear Erluk say, I mean, I hear you, Trix, I don't, I don't hear anything else. And then you hear the sword reply in this deep, gravelly, gruff voice. Who disturbs my nap? I am tired of you people bothering me. What do you want? Oh, sorry. Uh, I just wanted to introduce you to my other friend. Um, it doesn't appear to be working anyway. Er Eraluk, did you hear that? Uh, they're very disgruntled. I heard you. So, it doesn't seem to be working. No, it's not working. And so, I'll just, uh, keep my hand on the sword for a second and say, Okay, uh, Garrick, sorry about that. Uh, go ahead, go back to sleep. I won't, I shall bother you no longer. And I'll take my hand off and be like, well, I tried. Wait, 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 they're sleeping in there? Yeah, I mean, they sounded, they they sounded, uh, well, exactly, they said, well, who disturbs my nap, and so I assumed sleeping. You can talk to them if you want to. It was worth a shot. 
friend Trix, would you say that Garrick was rude to you? Oh no, just irritable. Which, you know, relatable. I also do not like being woken up in the middle of rest. Unless it is urgent. I mean, I don't exactly like it when it's urgent either, but you know. As we have learned. Yes. Perhaps we can figure this out as we move towards the, the forest. What was the forest called again, GM? There wasn't really a name for the forest. It's just the big forest to the west of the city. Can we call it the Forest of Terror? If you want. Let's call it the Forest of Terror. Okay. What makes you name it that? <laughs> it was discovered and the name coined by Arthur Terror. All right. We should probably get a move on, right? Maybe we can figure out a way to speak to Garrick while we're on the way. Yeah, I mean, well, I was having no trouble speaking to Garrick um, just now. Um, they just didn't appear to be wish wanting, you know, spoken to. Or to get them to talk to each other, because Garrick does sound very familiar, right? Maybe it is simply not enough. I can drape the, I can put the necklace on the sword. Yeah, we can try this on the way. As we're having this conversation, I will wrap the sword back up in its sheath or its wrappings so that we don't draw any attention. Yeah, and I'll stuff the necklace back down in my clothes. I'll hastily get dressed and we will leave. Priya knows we're leaving, doesn't she? Yes, so as all of you were leaving the palace last night, Priya would have retracted her earlier statement in front of her uncle that while she would like to go on the journey with you, it is probably best if she reaches out to her father and kind of just lays low for a little bit. Understandable. I think that's for the better. I, honestly, I'm a little cheesed off about Priya and the, the whole deception. Yes, yes. So would you agree in light of this that uh, perhaps we shouldn't go around telling our plans to people who we just met? Oh, I, okay, Trix, I, I, I see your point. I see your point, but it feels like what Priya had done was much more premeditated beyond what we had told her. Yes, there were there were several layers to her deception. What were the odds of us meeting the niece of the person which we were tasked of investigating, anyways? I don't know. Eight, that actually seems like a question you could answer. You're good at numbers. You flatter me, friend Trix, I swear. I believe the odds would have been minuscule, all things considered, the number of people on this planet, but I suppose fates had different plans for us. Nevertheless, Trix, I apologize. You, you were right in this situation. Thank you. So, going forward, we could afford to be slightly more secretive, perhaps? I nod as I sling, I guess, the adventurer's pack and the scimitar over my shoulder as uh, making headway towards the exit of the the inn, the tavern, the hotel. It's a hotel. It's fancy enough to be called a hotel. I'll follow Ro. I'm trailing behind. I have my bag slung over a shoulder in front of me and I'm actually reaching into it rummaging through the papers and eventually I pull out the page with the list of the seven swords names on it and I will just scan the page quickly with my eyes and see Garrick on there and say ah yes Garrick this this is good Garrick 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 Urgzul. Urgzul. Garrick Urgzul. Yes. One of the seven swords. This is fortuitous. We now have two of the seven swords in our possession. Yes, and we have to give up one of them or else the Sultan will kill us. Perhaps we might arrange an alternative to the deal. It's a... 
the Sultan did not seem entirely concerned with actually giving the sword away so yeah. much as arranging the transfer. Yes, you are correct. He didn't seem to have much attachment to the sword. He he just cares that he gets the antidote. You know what? Maybe we can arrange an alternative. Does anyone else have anything valuable? Dip my hand into my bag and see. Well, I mean, I have this very nice pocket watch. It's worth a lot. I have $16,000. Yes. You're welcome. We have a carriage and a donkey and a mule. You rented that. Mm. You don't have the right to pawn that. You don't own it. Uh, yes, we y- yes we do. We paid a deposit, and if they don't get it back, then we lose the deposit. We can afford that. It's okay. <laughs> All right, that is yeah. that is fair. Uh, Trix understands how rentals work. I don't know, Trix. That seems like some real rich person shit. Like, <laughs> well, at the moment, we are some real rich people. I doubt a witch has much use for currency. No. Well, maybe you can. We'll see. Well, should we hide the fact that we have the sword in the first place, then? Yes, uh, I mean, I I have it all wrapped up in, like, plain burlap. Will we be taking the carriage to the Forest of Terror, or will we be walking? Do we know how long a walk it is? I think Bessie and Jimothy have earned a well-deserved rest. The Forest of Terror is not that far away, you know, and I would love to just stretch my legs for a bit. Yes, I would too. Sitting in the carriage for so long, I don't know, I feel restless. Not good for the posture. You slept quite well last night, though. Well, that's because I was full. Like, overly full. I haven't had that much food in so long. Motioning to the gut. I say, you did consume an awful large amount of food at the party. I nod. I'm going to be dreaming of those vegetables that don't taste like vegetables for the rest of my life. Maybe when we get back, we can ask for the recipe. Another favor. Yes. A favor. So if we can't think of anything to trade the witch, we can always offer a favor. That is one of my preferred offerings, if I have nothing else. It it works a good, mm, say, 67% of the time, perhaps? What if it's one of those things that the witch only will take something because it's important, not because it's valuable? Important to the person making the sacrifice and, you know, giving it, you know? Hmm, true. Hmm. So if we attach desire to an item, perhaps the witch will want that item instead. We don't have any emotional ties to the sword, right? It's probably got one of the seven swords in it. That seems pretty valuable and important, but I still much prefer my sword that was enchanted over this sword. Yeah, same. This one carries emotional weight. Yeah, my daggers are effective and also silent, so not cantankerous. That's great. While this conversation is going on, while you're making your way through the market up towards the gate to the city, we're going to actually pan the camera over to a lone individual. C, would you describe what your character looks like and how long have you been in Dusk Hollow? Only in the night. I don't stay in any one particular place for that long. I know what I'm after and what I'm after is not here. Ari is huge. She's six foot four, at least, muscular, broad-shouldered, and her attitude takes up the air of the entire town. Not only are they muscle-bound, wrapped in this tight leather armor that presses in over their shoulders, over their thighs, they also have this huge white-furred cape 
that drapes over one shoulder and down, 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 nearly touching their feet from some kind of gigantic creature. Her eyes are striking, amber, like a predator's, like a hunter's. And their hair is shaved on the side, this long, tousled mane that goes down their back in long, dark brown tresses. And there's a little bit of stubble over their jaw, just a touch. And this sharp canine smile that they wear as they push their way through town. Now, you said you don't stay very long. Are you on your way out towards the gate as we speak? Yes. I'm getting a later start than I would have preferred, but well, the town was fun. There was some kind of huge party last night, and the after effects were spilling out all over the place. I couldn't help but enjoy myself just a little bit. As you walk through this marketplace filled with vibrant people, their clothing just as bright and colorful as their energies, the noise of their chatter coursing over you you see someone up ahead that looks awfully familiar. Their hair a little bit longer than last you saw, but could that potentially be them? Lunas, you have got to be kidding me. And they pause. And then she shifts almost back in the crowd. Stalking through the people now, pushing forward like a shark through the water, keeping their distance, but circling around, getting the vantage point, making sure that this is 100% exactly who they think it is. You see him walking side by side with an Edarkai and construct, or warforged, which is something you don't neither one you see very often so strange that he might be walking with such companions an interesting new pack I see I'm gonna move ahead a little bit whatever direction it seems like they're walking in I'm gonna make an assessment and put myself in front if I can if I can manage it forward on whatever path they are walking down active are you looking? Are you keeping your eyes pretty trained and hoping whatever you see out of the corner of your eye, are you actively darting your eyes around the marketplace? It's active. There's some kind of hunting mode that's been engaged at this point. Then why don't you give me a perception roll? We'll make that... You're a skilled hunter. Make that easy difficulty, so add one purple. Okay. Final results, nil. Okay, so you're neither going to be successful nor fail. So what do you think this looks like? Like I said, Ari has a lot of attitude. And I think there's something about their presence, especially in this moment where that kind of has engaged, that there's something a little bit heightened about the way that they are moving now that I think is really hard specifically for Ro to ignore. Kind of like a, almost like a spidey sense, you know, when like somebody else has turned on that feeling that it now is like in the air and you can feel Ari's eyes on you from behind you, I think. Then yeah, Ro, you get the distinct sensation that you are being watched and you are being watched intently. I'd like to flavor this a little bit as like mid-sentence, 
I catch a whiff of the scent of someone, some like something, someone very familiar. So it's like, you know, maybe we could take the gem out of the. So- I stop. I look around. Look behind. Uh, Row, what is it? And pull both of you to the side of the street, sort of like not into an alley, but like just. I don't know. My senses are telling me that I need to move somewhere where it would be harder to be pinned or or, or, or like not, not pinned, but like sucker punched. So my back is to a wall. I have both of you in front of me and I'm looking past you and my head is on a swivel. Wait, bro, why did you do that? Do we... Is everything okay? Someone is here. Okay. Is it... And I will reach for my the hilt of my dagger. No, no, no. Not like that. No. Oh, okay. The marketplace is full of people. Yes, yes. But I'm thinking about something specific. Someone from home is here. My home. Oh. One of your acquaintances, I say in a hushed whisper. Acquaintances, really? Is that all? I seem to remember that Ro and I were best friends and cutting through the crowd, tall as anything, comes Ari, going from hunched to just like all the way up, shoulders back, that long fur cape draped over one shoulder, with a kind of power that is unfamiliar to you, Ro. Ari has always been a wallflower, has always been small and kind of timid, but this person wears their face, wears their stature, wears their features. Oh, but they move and talk so very differently than what you remember. Huh. I gently nudge Trix and Eight aside and take a step past them towards you. Well, well, well. Ari, is that you? I really didn't think I'd see Ashgard's coward all the way down here. Huh. The look of, I don't know, like longing and hope that was starting to build in my face drops to almost like basically despair when you say the word coward. Oh. Ari. Um. I see. Are you... Are you here to... Are you here to take me back? (laughs) Uh, And the laugh is so derisive, you know that it's meant as a jab. Mm -hmm. They cross their arms over their shoulders, kind of look to Trix and to Eight for a moment behind you before flicking their gaze back to you. Oh, always so self-important, aren't you, Ro? No. This is just another twist of fate, isn't it, that we found each other again? So far away from home, both of us. Although for very different reasons. Aren't you going to introduce me to your new pack? Where are my manners? I turn towards eight. Um, Trix, this is this is Ari. Ari, this is eight. Motioning to the construct and and Trix, motioning to the archive. They're my friends. Your friends? 
I start walking up and I clomp over with heavy feet falls and I extend one of my hands out. You'd see three sausage shaped incised fingers extended towards you composed of wood and I'd say hello I am eight and I am friend Rose best friend best friend yes and Ari takes your hand shakes it very slowly and as they do their eyes flick to Rose face again as I think there's a slight sound of wood creaking not breaking not enough to hurt really but just a sound of it You have a very firm handshake. Thank you, friend eight. I think it should be shared strength between best friends after all. Yes, that makes utmost sense. And you would feel a slight grip as I increase the strength of my own handshake. (laughs) And I'll turn and look at Ro. You did not tell me you had strong best friends like this friend Ari so wonderful Ari you you've changed what are you doing here I have so many questions hmm she rolls her shoulder back a little bit huh I'm sure you do after leaving without saying nary one word to any of us I'm sure you have plenty of questions I didn't really think you cared You know that's not true. (laughs) Do I? Either way, I don't think alleys are the place to have such a friendly reunion. I was just on my way out of town and it looked like you were too. Mind if I tag along? No. (laughs) Only if it's okay with Trix and Eight. Do I get the vibe from Ro that he does not want this person to come along with us or no? I am conflicted. Okay. I so desperately want Ari to come, but also so desperately want this whole situation to be better than it is. Would, would I be able to get that vibe? Yes, absolutely. It's so obvious. In that case, I'm just going to stay right where I am and I will give a wave uh, and I'll, I'll shrug and I'll say, I mean, Ro, it really is your decision. I don't mind. I've since released the uh, handshake and I've stepped back and I look at Yuro and I say, well, we are all friends here, so there is no reason for us to not accompany one another while we travel in the same direction, if you were to ask my opinion. What generous friends you have, Ro. I'll nod in appreciation to to eight. Alright, we are going into the forest of terror on a missive from the Sultan. Good. If you care to join us, I'm sure there are sites there that would be fitting of your, I'll like look at you up and down, new status? (laughs) Give a little huff and smile this kind of angry smile. It's so clear. They're so bad at hiding how vicious this smile is. They nod. As long as my destiny pulls me in the same direction, I'd be happy to walk alongside you, Ro. I think secretly, I'm hoping that you would have said no, but I'm like, okay, off we go. And Ari falls into step alongside all of you. This, again, like kind of very towering presence that they have just decided that they are here now. Okay, 
yeah, I'm five foot five, so I have to sort of look up and I and I say, so, uh, Ari, um, how exactly do you two know each other? Um, I would have thought that Ro would have filled you in by now, since you're all best friends and whatnot. I'll say to that, uh, well, really, we I've only known them for a couple of weeks at most. I mean, you know, certain things you just don't get to yet. I see. Very well understood. Well, either way, it seems like they'll forget about you when they move on, so don't worry about it too much if you don't get the full story. Ro and I grew up together, way back in Ashgard. Ori was my closest, is still my closest friend. Really? Still. My eyes turn blue. Oh, I see. I mean, we were raised together. We understood each other. And then you left. And then I left. Hmm. And Ari kind of pauses seeing Eight's eyes change color and their face fall a little bit and they almost get down, kind of hunker, so they're looking like eye to eye with you. Don't worry about it too bad. Eventually you'll get over the sadness. Besides, they'll end up leaving you too. If you deal with it now, it won't hurt as bad later. I stop walking and I kind of have my arms down at my side and I just say, Friend Ro, is, is this true? Will you, will you leave without saying goodbye? Go on, Ro, tell them. Go ahead. Love to hear this. I have my hand firmly gripping the hilt of my sword and also the hilt of the scimitar at this point, like white knuckling it. These questions are getting to me. How far outside of the city are we at this point? I'd say probably you have passed through the gates of the city at this point. So you're not too far from the city walls. The trail that leads to the forest, the, the kind of road splits off to the left. So it's, you can see the entryway not too far away. Okay. As long as the crowd has been dissipating a little bit at this point, the goading gets me and I just go, okay, yes, look, I left without a word. I left without telling you. I, did, I left without telling even my parents. But you, I thought you would have understood why I talked with you endlessly, night after night, exactly what bothered me about what was happening to our pack. You were my best friend. I didn't let anyone else know what I was thinking. So I thought you would have at you out of anyone else would have understood. Oh. And so I yes, I did leave. And I'm sorry I didn't let you know. I know that I should have. And you are hurt, I understand. But that doesn't give you the right to fill my friend's mind with your pain. You've grown, obviously, but so have I. Nari's eyes flick to where you're holding your blades white-knuckled. And the way that they smile, you know that this has been intentional. Every single jab, every single push has been bringing you to this point. They smile again. Just trying to help, bro. Because you're right. You did tell me everything. And I understood. Of course I understood. But you know what's different? between us it's the fact that you chose to run away I <laughs> well I'm gonna become the alpha 
You understand that, right, Ro? Yes, you chose to fight. And I will choose to fight as many times as it takes. I thought you understood. You don't. I never ran away. I went searching. I went searching for a way that our people could coexist with one another than shredding each other apart. I ran to protect you. To find a way that my best friend would not meet the same fate that so many others before us had met. Each proving how many elders lost their lives, lost their limbs, their dignity, and we all we did was watch in horror, waiting for our turn to be slaughtered. Waiting for our turn. For glory, Ro. And see what's come of it now. You left to protect me, brother. And Ari starts circling, pulling around, walking with their hands, kind of almost clasped behind their back. I'm also going to circle in response. Just, and how many younglings did you have to beat down <laughs> to turn into this? None. You see, this is my destiny. Ro, I choose how I get to it. But I do not shy away from strength. I've been blessed, you see. Lunas has come to me in our pack's time of need. Which you have so easily left behind you. Do you know what's going on back home? Do you know what's waiting for our pack in the future? No, you don't, do you? I do, though, and that's why I'm all the way out here. Because we need to move from Ashgard. We're leaving. What? And I will be the one leading us away. Ari, what has happened in Ashgard? Suddenly so interested. If you were protecting us, then why don't you know? Well, my parents are okay. Yes, 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 they're okay. Well, you always did care so very, very much, didn't you? Nothing yet, but something dark is coming, something bad. Something very bad indeed. At this point, I've stopped circling. Come on, we have something to finish. That's Dark Dead at eight and tricks. We have business to attend to. Yeah. We can't be distracted. Distracted, distracted, that's what you think of me. Ro, that's what you think of your home, of your pack. A distraction. You have forgotten about us. <laughs> All of those pretty words about trying to protect us, you don't mean a single one of them, do you? I whip around and throw the scimitar and the sword on the floor. No, have you not been listening to me? All of this, all of my travels, and the voice gets deeper and more gruff has been to protect our home. Why don't you see that? And in a similarly deep timber that crashes out of Ari's throat, like a snarl, because you have failed. Ro, because you have not done enough. 
And now it's up to me. It has always been up to me. You left me behind with all of your responsibility and all of mine. And now even the gods have reached down <laughs> to give me responsibility. Because you have left me with the burden of carrying it all. But unlike you, I will not falter. Unlike you, I will not misstep. There's a moment of breathing heavy, just trying to decide what you were going to do and how I respond. Ari looks you up and down. My brother would have picked up those swords and come at me the way that we were raised. I don't need them. <laughs> I could not recognize you even now. Are you going to show me who you are? It's an obvious challenge. I'm going to pick up the swords that Ro dropped and move off to the side because uh, there's shit's going to go down and I don't want to be in the way when it does. So I'm going to pick up both swords and just scurry off, get a good view of this. Trix <laughs> makes the smart move. I am probably too ignorant of what subtext is going on right now to actually move anywhere. So I'm probably just standing there just like, this is a very intense conversation. Oh, eight. As much as I want to lunge, I think I know better. Instead of lunging in, bro gives you just like, it, it's been intense staring uh, this, this whole time. And then we'll soften a little bit. Now you call me the coward. Pardon? All this show, and you're not even going to make the first move? For a heartbeat. There is a flash of the R you remember. Just glittering behind the eyes. The young shadow who always trailed behind you. Who was always standing behind your left shoulder. Always following you around. Always asking you what you wanted to do. Always asking where we should go. The wallflower. And then it swallowed up like a wolf's jaws over the moon. And Ari explodes into teeth and fur and claws and they lunge at you. And that is where we will end the session. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us next time, but in the interim, follow us on Twitter at Roads Uncharted. We use the Genesis RPG system published by Fantasy Flight Games and music licensed by Epidemic Sound. We're also affiliates with Friday Afternoon Tea, so head on over to FridayTea.com and use promo code UNCHARTED for 10% off your order. The Roads Uncharted podcast is GM'd and produced by Dax, who you can find on Twitter at GM underscore Dax. Ro is played by Kappa, and you can follow him on Twitter at the Kappa Chris. 8 is played by Ren, who also composed the music for our opening theme. Follow them on Twitter at Thorny Dryad. Trix is played by Sebastian, and you can follow them on Twitter at Sebastian Yue. Ari today has been played by C, who you can find on Twitter at CPlaysRPG. You can check them out on Transplaner RPG, found wherever you can get your podcasts. <laughs>